All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, don't worry, we didn't go anywhere. We are still here and recording podcasts. Sorry it's been so long, but we uh, were experiencing some technical difficulties. Yeah, our recording studio went down, and uh, specifically my computer had to get a new hard drive where we record all our shows. So it is uh, March 8th today, and we got a podcast for you. So this should be a pretty good one. we got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, Since we've been gone, Adam Scott, two wins. Um, Phil's been playing well, continuing to play well. And uh, what else we got? Well, we can talk about the WGC with Scott's win. I mean, first off, what do you think about uh, Adam Scott's gutsy win? Because he had two double bogeys in the first six holes. Yeah, sure looked uh, pretty good coming in the last 13 holes, six under, I think, or so, or 12, 11 holes, whatever that was. Yeah, he was, uh, after his second double bogey, he then played the next nine holes, six under. Yeah. Um. And obviously that was a great up and down that he made yeah. on the last hole maybe got. Yeah. See, they were talking, the announcers were saying he got really lucky that it stayed up. And I don't know if I totally agree with that. I mean, that Bermuda is so thick. And that, it was probably cutting into the slope to helping it. You know, if it was drying on that on that line, no chance. But No chance. But he was he had to hit a cut and that's what he was doing. And it right. stayed up and couldn't ground his club in the... Because he was inside the hazard line, but then yep. knocked her up to about eight feet and rolled it in. Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, sure looked good with the putter in his hand. Yeah, wow. What's that putter called? Uh, it's got the huge head Is it on a it. Futra or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a Scotty Cameron, mm-hmm. um, a Futra or something crazy like that. And he just obviously had to shorten it up because the anchoring band. But got that claw clawish thing looking. I think it's how he holds his broomstick. He puts his hand on there the same way he did with the the long putter. Puts his right hand the same way, but now he's got his left hand just yeah. down. So that's uh, it's pretty interesting to see because you see uh, a lot of these guys kind of all have something different. And they're all looking for the, the fix, and looks like he's found it. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed since there's four events in Florida, and no one's ever won all four, and Scott's not playing this this weekend at the Valspar. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him try and run the table the Florida in Florida. sweep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty crazy, but I'm sure he doesn't want to burn himself out before the Masters in the big summer coming up. Yeah, that, that was an interesting comment Adam Scott made, too, uh, about the guy that finished right behind him and Bubba. What did, what did he say about Bubba? He apparently thinks that Bubba's still the, the Masters' favorite or, or something like that, and I don't know how... How you come up with something like that when you have, you know, your your own self in the field and then... Who's just won two in a row. I've never heard of a guy like that um, that's game is in top shape and not say that he thinks he's going to win. I mean, that's kind of interesting yeah. if he's just maybe trying to take some pressure off of himself. Um, yeah, most but definitely. But usually guys are more out- outwardly confident. Yeah, and another thing that interests me was I saw some debate going on about whether... Um, whether Scott should, you know, get Stevie Williams back on the bag since I don't know he hasn't been with Stevie for how long now. Yeah, um, Stevie's retired. I mean, he's yeah, he's hanging out in New Zealand now, and he's got this other guy. I don't know his name honestly, but uh, yeah, I was looking at him too. Though he looked like he was really helpful, like especially on uh, Adam Scott's last shot mm-hmm. when he's in the right rough and he's got that tree in front of him, so he has to hit a cut. And just listening, you could hear their conversation and. Um, he was just really instilling confidence in Adam, letting him know that, you know, you can hit this shot. 
um, which he obviously didn't totally pull it off, but I mean, that's what a good caddy's going to do is he's going to build you up. And, and when I watch golf, I, I don't know if I'm the exception. I probably am, but I love watching what the caddies are doing, how they're, how they're acting, um, what they're saying, you know, kind of what their strategy is. And it's cool to watch different tandems work together. Yeah. Cause if you do, if you get a great caddy, it, uh, it can really help you out there, a guy that you have good chemistry with. Yeah, I was just reading something crazy. Um, the power rankings on the PJTour.com, they got Sung Kang, who, uh, who's got Mike Mike Fluff on the bag. Yeah. Uh, Furyk's old caddy. Or not old caddy. Furyk's just down for the count now. But <clears throat> while, uh, while Kang's had Fluff on the bag, he's had, uh, what, like a tie 17th, tie 8th, and a tie for 10th. So some pretty good... Good results there from a guy that you really didn't even know his name. Yeah, and that T seventeen at at the Pebble Beach Pro Am, he yeah. shot sixty. Yeah, was leading the thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of fell apart on the last day or two. Yeah, but. he's he's got some game, but again, he's a guy that was not on the radar at all. Gets a top tier caddy and uh, has been putting together some really nice finishes. Yeah, one I've got an interesting little story. Um, probably the most news a caddy has ever gotten or you know most commentary uh aside from like tiger and steve or or fluff um was when webb simpson won the u.s open at olympic uh i've never heard announcers give so much credit to the caddy and uh that caddy had carried the bag for um other guys he's only he was only about 35 but they basically said that he played just as big a role that Webb did in winning that U.S. Open. And, I mean, any chance you get to take a little credit away from Webb, I'm kind of okay with that. What's his name? Uh, his name's Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori. Yeah, he's a good he's a good looper, but mm-hmm. it's fun to see those guys uh, get a little bit more in the spotlight. And I know, I mean, it kind of comes with the territory when you're a really high-caliber player, like Spieth and Michael Greller. I mean, that's another combo that you just hear a lot about but that's yeah. because you're hearing so much about speed yeah and that's kind of an interesting interesting story greller um was a like middle school or elementary school teacher yeah i think he taught in middle school in seattle yep and when spieth was out there to play in the u.s am or no it might have been the u.s junior i know he played in the u.s am at chambers but mm-hmm. i think he was playing in the u.s junior and uh he picked him up and uh and won and won yeah yeah, he won, and then I think he also had him on the bag at the USAM, and that's kind of when it all all started from there. That's cool to hear stories like that because, I mean, we know so many caddies that are just out at places in the summer because they're either teachers or are just looking to make some extra money in the summer, and it's kind of cool to know that there are a lot of different routes to become a, a professional player's caddy. Yeah, there's not just uh, one way to do it. No, so what did you think about... Uh, Trump's course. I know it, it always plays pretty tough, um, but there were some pretty high scores out there this weekend. There was, yeah. What Bowditch was the big news of the week. He had scores of... 81, 80, 80, 84 for a plus 37 yep. total. Yeah, 37 over par. 325. I mean, that's... I know the course is tough, but if you're one of the top 80 ranked players in the world... Um, you're still surprised to see a guy go out there and shoot that. Because, I mean, aside from the U.S. Open, uh, you see some higher scores, but then they don't make the cut. 
but since there's no cut, they got to play all four yeah, days. No cut in the WGCs, and you know you're usually looking at the best players in the world, but <clears throat> I don't know if that's quite always the case. I mean, you got the guys in the upper echelon, and they're clearly all there um, in the best, but kind of gets a little bit fuzzy when you scroll down to the bottom of the leaderboard there. And you see some guys. What are some of the names on the bottom well, of the leaderboard? Here are some names. I'll, I'll say them, but I know they don't really mean anything. Christopher Broberg, um, Yusaka Miyazato, Jordan Zunick, Marcus Fraser, who actually was leading after day one with a 66 and then had a couple of good rounds of 77, 80, and 79. Oof. So you're just looking at some of these guys and kind of scratching your head, wondering how what they're even doing there. Mm-hmm. Makes you question uh, maybe how the world golf rankings are made up. And, I mean, no system's perfect, but they could maybe use a little work on that and weighting uh, tournament wins and what tournaments you're winning uh, to get into something like that. Yeah, definitely, because <clears throat> there's all the events on the Asian Tour and the South African Tour and the Euro Tour, obviously. Yeah. Which, they're giving out big points for some of those those Asian Tour events. It's crazy as it sounds. Right. I mean, I got a good question for you. Do you think uh, a regular PGA Tour stop, so like let's say the Farmers Insurance Open, is as good a field, a worse field, um, or a better field than the WGC? Because, I mean, it's twice as many players. Right. That's a great question. <clears throat> I think that when you look at the top of the leaderboard, or say the favorites going in, you're going to have probably a lot more of the players that are with the top 10, top 20, top 50 in the world at at the WGCs. Yep. But you have way more depth um, in any event when you double the field on a PGA Tour event. I mean, most of these guys are capable of winning, so it just makes it that much tougher to win, even though you're maybe not playing against as many of the top players in the world. So you would say that a WGC is more difficult to win? No, I'm saying the You're saying that a PGA Tour event is more difficult to win. I mean, there's exceptions, obviously. But on average, I'd say, you know, like Pebble or... Some of the the better stops on tour, yeah. Yeah. But then you look at maybe like the John Deere Classic, and that's a different story. Or the Career Builders Championship. Right, right. Whatever it's called now, Bob Hope Classic. The Sony Open. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. I always try and look at uh, what events are producing the best champions. And, uh, I mean, Adam Scott, obviously, he won a PGA Tour event, and then he won this one. Um, I think, generally, you get the right winners at these events, but yeah. it, I do think it's a little bit easier the to names. win. The names, yeah. Mm-hmm. The names are the right names, usually, to win. But that doesn't mean that if the field was doubled, somebody out of those players could have played better, you know, and beat beat Scott. Say if the field was doubled. Yeah, you had 80 players, and there could easily be a guy that could right. go out there and play well. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of interesting to think about there. Yeah. And so what's your favorite WGC event? Is it the Cadillac, the HSBC, Ooh. the Match Play, or uh, the Bridgestone in Akron? Well, if I had to pick one, I'd say the Match Play just because it's so unique and it you know it's, it's once a year type thing other than the Ryder, President's Cup, whatever. But... If I had to pick out of the stroke plays, I would definitely say the Bridgestone um, up in Akron at Firestone. That is, it's always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably my favorite too because you've seen Tiger Woods win there 
seven times, I think. Maybe yeah. eight. At least seven times yeah. and probably eight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he goes out there and just owns that golf course. But mm-hmm. last year, obviously, Shane Lowry won there. Yeah. Um, and that's just, I think that's probably my favorite golf course to watch, too, out of the WGCs. Yeah, um, and actually getting back to Adam Scott, he won there a couple years ago. Remember when Stevie Williams, that was one of the first events Stevie was on the bag for him. And, yep. And Stevie was spicing it up afterwards. He had some comments. He was saying something like, that's the best win I've ever seen. And right. he, he was on the bag for 60-odd some wins. Maybe 50, yeah, but for Tiger. Right, taking... Taking some personal shots. Taking some shots. Letting them, letting them fire. Definitely. Oh, and, I mean, we'll get to talk about this in a couple of weeks, but the match play has now moved courses again, and mm-hmm. it's at uh, Austin Country Club. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up online. It looks like a really old-style golf course, um, and I think it's going to produce some really good matches. And they changed the format again. Um, to keep more people in it on Fridays. It's still pool play, but you can get half a point for having a match. Yep, yep, so that's a little different. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there used to be a Champions Tour event at this course back in the day, maybe 10 years. Yeah, you're right. I never never watched it. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of into that stuff back in the day, you know. Of course you were. You were watching anything any, the anything, Golf Channel had on Anything TV. that the Golf Channel put on, I would definitely watch it. Yeah, that's that's for sure. So you'll probably enjoy seeing the course, and it'll probably bring back some memories to a little 7th grade crash watching Champions Tour players hack it up out there. Yeah. Hitting a lot of fairways. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about the Valspar coming up uh, this week. Jordan Spieth's win last year. Has that gutsy up and down uh, to get into a playoff with Patrick Reed and then makes about a 25-footer to win. To seal her up, yep. So Spieth's obviously in the field again this week defending. We've got uh, Patrick Reed looking for a little redemption this week after last year's playoff loss, obviously. Another name that stood out to me in the field was Ryan Moore. Um, He's had actually a pretty good track record at at Innisbrook Copperhead course. And he has four top 11 finishes on the tour this year in six events. So, wow. Yeah, it's kind of you know, sneaking under the radar. Right? Yeah, I would aside never from have... his hole-in-one that he made mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, I haven't seen He hasn't been on the coverage much. Yeah, and that's just about as many top 11s as Phil's had. And you hear Phil's name being thrown around. But... Yeah, Phil has four top 11s with three of those being top fives. All right. Um, but he's had a lot of chances to win and he keeps saying, you know, my game feels so good, uh, which come April, which the masters is now less than a month away. Um, gosh, it's going to be a really good masters Mm -hmm. this year. It's really shaping up to be, be quite good. Yeah. Adam Scott, Bubba, Phil, and of course our defending champion, Jordan Spieth. Yep. Yep. Which, I mean, I would say the Valspar last year, I know, uh, Jordan won, the Australian Open and the Hero World Challenge, mm-hmm. um, but it, this really kickstarted his great yeah. summer and great spring and summer last yeah. year. His it was only his second tour win at the time. Yeah, because there were still so many question yeah. marks around him having because he won at the John Deere, but right. it was you don't want to say it's a fluke, but he had to hole out from a bunker mm-hmm. uh, to have a chance to win. Yeah, five hole playoff or whatever he was in. That was a crazy event. Yeah. That was very good. Yeah, Valspar, um, 
Danny Willett's playing, too. Yeah. Great week last week. Bogeyed the last hole to fall. fall he out of it he did, bit. yeah. I mean, that that 18th at, uh, yeah. at Trump's course, um, it's like 496 yards, and you have to carry it 310 if you want to get to any sort of fat part of the fairway, and he just hit a pull hook into the water, but actually made a really nice five uh, to end up uh, taking yeah. third or fourth. I think he Something tied for fourth like, yeah. place, yeah. yeah. Two shots off the lead. So... Third week in a row, we've got a really tough golf course. This is one of the toughest par 71s that the tour plays all year. Last year, it averaged almost a shot over par. So wow. These, yeah, these guys are in for a test. And I also saw a crazy stat that it was like the sixth or seventh hardest um, course to putt at all year. I don't know exactly how they do that. I think it was like putts made inside 10 feet, percentage of putts made inside 10 or 15 feet or something, the, the more makeable ones. But, uh, you know, I don't know what exactly that accounts for. If the grain is tricking them or, you know, what's... Yeah, you'd have to think that. that. I mean, because those guys almost always hit their line or a lot of the times they're going to hit their line. Right. So it has to be something complex about actually Just a matter if there's if their speed matches where they're trying to hit it, maybe that throws them off a little bit so right i really like innisbrook though yeah yeah it's very uh i wouldn't say tight but if you miss the fairway it seems like you're usually in in some trouble par's a good score when you're missing the fairway yeah, yeah. another another grinders test there are a decent amount of grinders tests early in the year it seems like um the events are on two ends of the spectrum where you're either out at right. Um, Bob Hope shooting 30 under par. Yeah, or you're playing in Florida and having, and if you get to 10 under, then you're going to have a really good chance to win. Mm-hmm. I like seeing the the winning score being a little bit hi- higher, I should say, or yeah. less under par than more under par. Definitely think it's a better test and brings out the better winners. Yeah, because then the guys coming down the stretch... Um, or really have to grind it out rather right. than just, just making a crap ton of birdies and yeah. and calling it good. Right. So I can't wait to uh, see the coverage on Thursday, and then we'll come back. We've got a exciting podcast that we're going to release on Friday morning. Uh, we got a really good question from a, uh, a Gustavus golfer, Matt Rastetter. He wants to know, if uh, if golfers are athletes or if it's a uh, necessity to be an athlete uh, to be a top-tier golfer. So we're going to talk about that. And we also have a nice lead on uh, a new guest, um, a pretty high-profile guest that uh, she has her Ph.D. And we're hopefully going to get her on here to talk about uh, the mental game and how much that affects um, how much guys are winning. So we're really yeah. excited about that. Yeah, we're going to see if we can pull the right strings here and uh, make this happen for you guys because I know you would all really love it. It would be uh, be fantastic. Yeah. Yep, we'll get that out uh, within the next couple weeks. Um, and we'll also do our predictions on Friday morning. Um, early prediction. It might rhyme with bored and beef. Yeah, I don't know how you could think of favorite and have anything else come to your brain so we'll get after it then thanks for tuning in and we will see you on friday morning
is simple, something like a walk in a park, but it's hard when your goal is a shot in the dark, I'ma try my best not to mess with fools, cause no matter what you do, they'll be next to you, and I never got to study for the test at school, cause I never felt working at a desk would do, real rap is for everybody giving me looks, I'm only going down in the history book, so I'm steady on the gas, Riding with a full tank, I'll be on my road to redemption, Shawshank. It's only right with the bars that I got and this old ass van that we parked in a lot. Now I stand out, but I'm harder to spot, cause I'd rather be at home more often than not. Goddamn, how you supposed to crawl when you run shit? People think I'm crazy, I guess I really love it.